Paul McGillian, welcome back. Thank to you. Gate World. It's been a lot of years. Yeah. I'm so glad to see you again here at GateCon 2018. It's great to see you, my friend. I feel like we asked you so many questions about your character and uh, your character's development. Some of them I'll just ask again to get your perspective. Why not? Ten years later. <laughs> but let me just start with the, the big picture. What has Atlantis meant to you as a human being, as a professional, uh, and as somebody who comes to these conventions? Are you trying to make me cry? <laughs> uh, Atlantis has, has been, um, honestly, one of the best experiences I've ever had, professionally speaking. Um, just amazing. What a great chance to not only play a, a fascinating character, you know, multifaceted and, and layered character, which, the, you know, I had the great pleasure of playing Dr. Beckett, but... Um, but just a chance to meet all the people and the fans. And then we're at GateCon, you know, how many years later? And I've had a chance to travel all over the world. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, Stargate is truly, I also equate it to some people watch football, some people watch basketball, and some people watch sci-fi. And, and I love it. And the, and the fans are, are what makes the show so special, you know? And it's truly, uh, it's been a blessing for me and um, and to meet everybody and travel all the world. I couldn't have really done it without Stargate, you know, so it's been it's been amazing. So when the show first started in two thousand four, they were yeah. they were hiring the main cast, they were switching some characters around, they got David Hewlett uh, to reprise an old role. But Beckett the first season Beckett was not a, a regular. You weren't a main cast member yet. No. When did you feel like the character was working and like they were bringing him back and he was going to be a fixture. Yeah, well, it was very exciting. You know, um, when I read for it initially, it just, you know, there was two characters. There, there was Beckett and there was Groden. And they were kind of these two characters a lot of actors read for these. And they wanted an international flavor to the characters. And, you know, I played Beckett Scottish, which was, you know, my heritage. And I thought I'd bring that to the table. And, and actually, when we shot the pilot, I thought it was really special. I mean, this is really, really cool. We're doing this pilot. And, and, um, and Robert Patrick's in it, you know, it was just, it was just had a real buzz about it. And the sets were just going to this, the set of Atlantis, like, you know, when you're in the main gate set, you're like, this is permanent. This isn't going anywhere, you know, and you had that feeling. It was a real buzz to it. Now, you know, it was just a massive amount of background performers and everything. And then during the second week of filming in the pilot, Martin Wood came up to me and said, listen, um, Damien Kindler wants to speak to you about a big Beckett episode that's coming up in episode five or six or I was like wow okay great you know so uh, yeah and and so because he wants to talk to you about your background a little bit and so I went up and spoke to Damien and that episode ended up being Poison in the Well which I think really solidified Beckett as as a, as a main character on the show for me that's where I kind of felt like and it was a really uh, really meaty episode for Beckett and I just really wanted to knock it out of the park and you know uh, shortly after that um, the producer came up to say listen um, we love what you're doing and we're going to make Beckett a regular but not this season next season um, how do you feel about that I'm like great I ended up being in 17 of 20 episodes in the first season so it was really one of those things that it thankfully caught on and the fans were so great to me and they really supported the character so it was great. Poisoning the Well is one of my favorite oh, early characters. Thank you. It, it demonstrates, not just for Beckett's character, but it demonstrates the kinds of stories the show is capable of telling. Absolutely. Is going to be telling. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of Stargate episodes that end on that kind of 
downer note that's yeah. a punch in the gut like you see yeah. the coffins have decided to do well it's 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 humanity you know and I think that's a great thing about Stargate there's a lot of humor in it as well and of course action but I think the show what what the backbone of the show and I think certainly with Beckett is the humanity that the character has and it was able to portray um, given the, the great writers that we had for the show you know and in that episode in particular you know it deals with loss and you know and especially for him and it just it deals with integrity and I think the show has a lot of integrity and a lot of humanity that's why a lot of families watch it together and I really love that I've watched families grow up all over the world like I mean the kids are taller than me now and I met them just watching Stargate you know and it's it's one of those shows that the family can watch together and I think it has good values and principles and I think that's really great you know and uh, I think it's rare these days that you can have a show where everybody watches it together it's nice fast forwarding a few years it's tough to be killed off a mm -hmm. popular show yeah and I can just imagine fans coming up to you afterwards giving you hugs because they want to be reassured that you're okay. Yeah, yeah. Even though Beckett is gone. It was really special, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, a difficult, you know, a difficult point uh, for me professionally. And, and, you know, and I think for the show, it, it, it was a big turn to kill off a main character, you know. It got a large reaction and subsequently they brought the character back, which was amazing. That's, a, again, a testament to the fan base, you know, for, for Beckett. Uh, to come back and I said you know when Joe Malazzi called me and said listen how do you feel about coming back on the show I said well I exploded you know and he goes well it's sci-fi <laughs> you know which is amazing and he told me the plot line I'm like oh my god that's so clever and he was like yeah we can do it I'm like blow you up again and bring you back yeah sure and you know and that was really special I think too and I I felt like that was really um I don't know it just in, in a way it was a really uh, you know, an homage to the fan base that they could bring them back. You know, I thought, uh, you know, it was really special for me to be able to come back. And I, a lot of people, you know, a lot of so many people like still today, you know, I cried so much on, when I watched Sunday. And, you know, and I, I think as your job as an actor, too, I, I think I want to get that emotional reaction from the fans, you know, because I think uh, the character deserved it. You know, and so it was nice to come back. It was tough to leaving, but it was great to come back. And then back, you know, flies Atlantis back, you know, yeah. into San Francisco Bay. So it's uh, came full circle. He's right there. We had we loved Beckett so much, and then he was gone, mm -hmm. and there was a period of mourning, and then he was back. And we, as the viewers, were shocked right along with the team when he was discovered yeah. in the Kindred. Uh, and then you're you're through several episodes in season five. There's this this line that Rodney has in the the Kindred Part Two that uh, I continue to wrestle with all these years later, which is Rodney says to Carson, like, as far as I'm concerned, you're my friend back from the dead. Yeah, you're not a clone. Are the two Carson Beckett's different people? No. No. You know, and I talked to the producers about that, and I said, is he different at all? And they're like, no, no, he's not. And I didn't play him differently. I played him a little more awkward in the first thing. Obviously, everyone's like looking at me like I'm a ghost, you know? So you actually react as, as an actor. You're kind of like, what, what are you looking at? You know, <laughs> that sort of thing, you know? Um, but then I just kind of played him how I, I normally would, you know? I, I think that's what they wanted. And, uh, you know... Uh, it's interesting playing a clone because he's exactly the same. I'm like, okay, so I, I had the same memories. He has the same everything. So, uh, you know, and I just played him like that. It would be nice to see what would happen in subsequent seasons if we went further, you know, see where the character went. And it's interesting, you know, that's that's a whole other plot line, like what happened, you know. So Does he go back to Earth and go back and visit his grandma? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell her there was a mix-up. That's right. <laughs> go back for some mints and ties. <laughs> Is there, in your mind, is there a quintessential Beckett episode? 
if you wanted to show someone one episode to show them who that character is? I, I, I think Poison in the Well. Yeah, because you know what's interesting about that? There's a, one of my favorite, um, there's, there's that monologue I have basically going through, you know, so I'm not going to that thing, it's about the insanity going through this, you know, and that's the opening of Poison in the Well. And it, it, it's very funny, it's, very, it's a one shot, it's a long one, one take. And it, the funny thing about shooting that, that particular scene, Brad, uh, Brad Turner was directing, he's a great guy, great director, and we had to do it in one take, and Rachel has one word in it, it's who. Because I would talk about, you know, but, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, Dr. McCoy or something, I think I say in the, in the monologue. And she's like, who? And we got, finally, it was like, it was all technical things, like the, the camera guy was running backwards and he kept on hitting off the wall. So, okay, we got to go again. And it's like, and it was like, okay, got it. And I had this, all the time you had to be perfect. And finally, we got a great take. And it was like, and it was like okay, everybody's happy, everybody's happy. Rachel's like, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't say my line. And I'm like, Rachel, you don't have a line. You have three letters. <laughs> who? <laughs> so till this day, I go up to Rachel. I go, who? She's like, shut up, Polly. <laughs> but you know, I love that episode because it, it does have that comedic aspect to it, and then it has the serious tone. And to me, that epitomizes the character in a certain way. I think the Scots themselves wear their hearts on their sleeves. You know what I mean? They're fierce friends, and you don't want to mess with them too. At the same time, but you know, they have a lot of a lot of soul. You know, and that's. Uh, I felt that that episode really portrayed. There's so many great episodes, you know, that we had, you know, and so many funny, amazing. It was just such a pleasure to play. Like duet, for example, was just hilarious, you know, and fun to play and awkward. But um, but I, th I have to say, Poison the Well for me anyway. Yeah, that would be my pick as well. Thank you. It's yeah, it's Carson's wearing his heart on his sleeve, and right. that's the episode where I felt like I knew him. Yeah, I think so too. I think it really opened the audience's eyes to what the, the what this guy is about. So your experience with fans over the years, you've done a lot of conventions, a lot of appearances in, in different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, what keeps bringing you back? Well, it's just amazing. It's an opportunity to meet them. It's one of those places when you come to a Stargate convention, you also have a good time, you know? People are very happy to see you. You, you know, it's uh, uh, friendly faces and the camaraderie of all the other guests as well. It's always great to see old castmates and, and castmates from the different shows as well when we cross over and to see the fan base. I mean, they really appreciate what you do, you know? And, uh, and obviously, it's a great chance to travel and, and get out and we have a good time. Like, everyone's having a great time here. So, that's, that's special. You mentioned McCoy. Yes. You have played a role in a different science fiction franchise. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your, your part on Star Trek back in 2009? Yeah, uh, Star Trek was a small part. Uh, you know, I had read for um, Scotty originally. Right. And uh, that was a real pleasure to read for it. And, uh, you know, Chris Duhan's uh, family, James Duhan's uh, son, they publicly endorsed me to play Scotty, which was really nice. I had never met them. I met him last year, actually, uh, at the Star Trek convention. Oh, nice. And we hung out for a bit. He's a lovely guy. And uh, obviously, it didn't happen. And Simon Pegg got the role, and he's a fantastic actor and does a great job. But, you know, um, when I was coming back from Los Angeles, I was living there at the time, I was driving up to Vancouver to do a play, and my manager called and said, listen, um, you know, uh, we got a call from J.J. Abrams' office. They want to offer you something in the Star Trek movie. I said, what is it? And they said, they won't tell you until you say yes. I'm like, yes. So, you know, I ended up being the barracks leader and, you know, have a scene with Chris Pine. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really great. And, and he's such a lovely guy, J.J. I'm just, uh, you know, for someone that's so, so successful and busy, he just had all the time in the world for you. And, uh, yeah, he, he, there's a reason he does so great, you know, and his projects are so successful. He's just... Uh, He's just a super nice guy, you know? And uh, it, was a, it was a massive production. It was really cool. Just to be, be a, a small part of it was really nice. 
to them. Seems like since Stargate's gone off the air, the Vancouver film scenes obviously continue to grow and change yeah. and evolve. Uh, what stuff you've, have you been doing lately? We've seen you on The Flash. Yes, yeah, I, I'm recurring on The Flash, which is great, you know. And that's actually the first time I've played a Scottish character since uh, since Stargate. So it's a really fun character, Earl Cox. It's hilarious, I, I think. And uh, I have a good friend of mine, Tom Cavanaugh. We've been friends for years. He's one of my closest friends. He's on The Flash. So it's a, we haven't had a scene together yet, but hopefully we will this season. And it's just a real kind of um, very different than Beckett. You know, I have a prosthetic belly and stuff, <laughs> you know, in, in the episode. And he's kind of like a, a bit of a lovable rogue. You know, he's a bit of a shady character, so it's kind of fun. And yeah, it's been very busy here for me lately. Lots of different genres I've worked in and to be very fortunate. So it's been great. I worked with on Jason Momoa's show Frontier this season. I did a few episodes of that and it was fun to see him out there in, uh, in Newfoundland. Uh, so we had a great time doing that period piece. It was really fun. Cool. Well, Paul, thanks so much for your time. Guys, thank Appreciate you so much for having me. It's great to see you, Darren. Thank you so much.